All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Read My Labia. This is the Bumble Fumble Part 4. <laughs> Dang. I'm Prince. And I'm Charlie. And we are hot and tired. Mm-hmm. And on our periods. Yeah. I am coming <laughs> to shake it up. start with content warnings first Mm -hmm. um so if you've been following along this series is about um my charlie and um Haley's relationship and kind of breakup and subsequent um disaster um so uh just a quick content warning um this episode is going to include um more uh, threats of violence, um, references to suicide and self-harm, um, some slurs, um, etc. And so, th- and also regarding the slurs, this is something that I was kind of thinking about. Um, when there is a slur, I have been and I'm going to continue to read them. Um, do you think that's okay? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm so I'm quoting what was sent to me there are certain slurs that i will never use and and that those are racial slurs um but um these are more like bad words i guess you would call them um and um you know i guess i've been reading them saying the whole words because that's the way that i'm receiving them Mm -hmm. and um, I guess, I just, I guess I want this to be as, like, honest as it can be. Um, that being said, obviously, like, I don't condone the use of, like, the R word, or I'm not even super comfortable using the word cunt. Yeah. Um, uh, even, like, as a female, unless you're calling a man cunty, I think that's kind of great. I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Or like the word whore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I, I think that it shouldn't be um, a stigmatized word because I think sex work is real work. And um, But I think that the, the way that that word has been used is like very derogatory. Um, so I shy away from using that word. Yeah. Um, but those are the kinds of words that have been used and will continue to be used um, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels a little different when it's like, I mean, obviously, you know, I just, I personally, for me, I guess, if it's directed, if, if the slur is like directed at me mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's like about me, is uh-huh. more what I mean? Like, so like with cunt or with whore, those mm-hmm. are usually directed towards women. Yeah. It's not really directed towards men when right. they are doing those things. Um, so I guess when I think about like saying those types of words, mm-hmm. As a woman, I don't necessarily like. I would like like how you said it with racial slurs. Like that's something that we wouldn't necessarily say on this. Yeah. Because those don't like we don't have the ability 
Yeah. For most, at least for me, like all racial slurs for the most part, but like for you, uh-huh. for most of them, you know? Uh-huh. And so it's just like, I guess, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, I don't know how to get it out in the, my brain is not functioning right now. <laughs> but, or kind of the same thing when it comes to like queer, because there's a lot of queer slurs that people use a yeah. lot. And yeah. I don't necessarily, when it's like, you know, a person who is an ally uh-huh. saying, you know, those slurs, I'm like, well, that's not really your verbiage that you're able to take back versus right. like, if someone was to send me the F slur, right? Yeah, I could sure. say that, and like right. this is what I got sent. Yeah, but maybe not than someone like who isn't in that community. If that makes sense, so like yeah. for it being like a whore, a cunt, those types of things, yeah. we are in the community that sure. receives those. That's true. And so to take yeah. that, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. That makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll just figure it out as we go. Yeah, yeah, um, and. Um, like I said with the, the previous, um, episodes, you know, you do not have to listen to this, um, episode, um, you know, um, if this is something that's going to be, like, very triggering for you, and, or if you feel like you don't want to hear those words, um, or you don't want to hear, um, this story, like, that's okay. Um, that being said, you know, just like, I have said before, I just want to put this story out there because I think that it needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I've learned a lot, um, and I've learned a lot about, um, like, stalking survivors and, um, victims of stalking, um, and harassment, um, since starting being harassed, (laughs) um, and a lot of it was really, like, surprising to me, and I think that, um, what I hear all the time is that, like, people don't realize how serious and how common this is, Mm -hmm. um, and how how much it can escalate and so I'm just trying to like add my voice to like that um already growing community of people who are trying to get their stories out there um so yeah 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 cool so um today we're going to be talking about the hearing um and um so the last couple of episodes was basically just me reading through um all of the messages that I was getting and explaining the different types of harassment that was occurring um, and what I did about it and stuff. Um, And so Fritz was definitely like present like and like supportive through all that. Um, But it wasn't really until the hearing that Fritz was like, like really, I don't know, like, like she partook in, Mm -hmm. like witnessed it firsthand. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we think about that and our feelings about that and what we think about the system <laughs> and stuff. Um, joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll kind of see where we go from there. We did get a couple questions, um, so we're going to answer a few questions at the end. Okay. Um, and, yeah. And now I just feel like we should just jump in. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, okay, cool. So, the hearing. Wait, let's see. Let's let's check the check the calendar, shall we? Yeah. How long ago was that? How long ago was the hearing from now? Yes. It was um like a month and a half ago. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. So the hearing was let's see. The hearing would have taken place on day forty nine mm-hmm. after um 
our breakup, okay? So so if our breakup was day one, um, and that's the very first day that he started um, harassing me via text and stuff and making threats and making, like, all of these insults and stuff, um, it is now day 50, and it's the day of the hearing. So in the last episode... Um, I had talked about how, like, the night before, I was preparing this binder. I have it in front of me right now. It's been super useful. Um, and I talked a little bit about what is in this binder, um, but I'm just going to say again. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what I did was um, I printed out um, screenshots of all of the, the communications that I had received from ha- from Haley from, yeah, from, like, the very first, like, when we broke up to like the day before the hearing. Um, and I organized those by date. I labeled um, the day for the top at the top of each um, section. And then I made, I don't know, like a cheat sheet, Haley's contact by date. And that that's where I put the date and then wrote any like significant things that happened. Like um, on this day, I went to the police or on this day, I wrote to the lo- to the um judge etc and yeah. then outlined the kinds of harassments that I received and in some cases like what was said if it was like particularly damning um I also made a table of contents <laughs> and I put little um tabs for each of these different sections I printed out all of the phone numbers all of the emails and all of the social media accounts that I could find um that Haley used um to harass me um, and to try and make communication, etc. I printed out a screenshot of the um, his previous protection orders and his other previous pending charges, which I just found online because um, they're public record. And I, you know, labeled, color-coded everything. I made two binders, one for myself, one for uh, one to hand over um, to the judge for evidence. And then on the front, I felt like I was doing a book report. <laughs> I made a title page with like the our court case number and the date and everything as well. So that's what I'm going to be referring to. And then since then, I've added on since the hearing until now. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I was doing the day before. And then the day of, like, you know, I was pretty anxious because um because it's scary like yeah. I just didn't know what to expect and um I don't really I've, I've been to court before for other things um for my divorce and my name change and I've been sued before um by a dance parent and you know this definitely felt like um a different this felt different this felt like you know the first time when I was really like in danger and like mm-hmm. potentially um could be faced with additional danger or whatever and we didn't know if he was going to show up or yeah not. because the days leading up to he was like i'm not coming i'm mm-hmm. not coming and he had really dialed down on the communication the last like th- thing that i got from him was that review that he left for the dance studio yeah. which he then like deleted <clears throat> the day before and he was like i'm not coming so i was pretty sure he wasn't going to come like why would he come yeah so that day i happened to text one of my friends who's a lawyer and because he knew about the situation, I was like, I have court today. I was like, wish me luck. And he was like, I happen to be free. Do you want me to come and represent you? And I was like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm really lucky that I know him. And um, he's somebody that I have met on the campaign trail. And we've done different projects and things together. He ran for um, a, pos- uh, a an elected position 
in one of the previous election cycles. I campaigned for him then. Um, and um, his law office is like right on, like across the block from the um, courthouse. So he just like walked over, I assume like on his like lunch break or whatever. <laughs> So, so yeah, he was going to meet me there. Fritz was going to meet me there. I tried to get there just, like, a little bit early, but, like, not super early. Yeah. Um, and I went through security and went upstairs, and I hear this pipsqueak little voice calling up this from, from the stairwell, you know, saying that he's there for a, a court case. And I Gross. go, fuck no, this little dick bitch. <laughs> And so I was freaking out. And so um, I just, I didn't really want to confront him. I felt really, um, I was really surprised. And like, yeah. I immediately had like a fear response, um, which is like, I think very unusual for me. Like, I think that I'm a very like, I wouldn't say like confrontational, but like, I'm not afraid of confrontation. Mm -hmm. And even those, in those other things, like when I went to court to get a divorce, I walked right up to my ex-husband and was like, hey. You know, and, like, when I got sued, I was like, yeah. hey, how are you? You know? Um, but as soon as I heard his voice, I literally, like, fled. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I knew that they had those little, like, tiny conference rooms that are, like, next to the um, courtroom to, like, meet with your, like, lawyer or whatever. So I, like, slipped into one of those and, like, kind of closed the door almost all the way and just sat there and texted Fritz and um, my friend. <gasps> what should we call our friend the lawyer. <laughs> Should we call him Lady Justice? <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, so, and I texted him, and I was like, he's here, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I texted my mom, and I was like, oh my god, he's here, and my mom was like, I'm coming right now, and I was like, you don't have to do that. Um, so, anyway, so I sat in that little room, and then, um, um, my friend, the lawyer, what should we call him? We have to call him something. Judy, like Judge Judy? Sure. Okay, Judy. Judy. <laughs> um, Judy came, and um, he came into this little conference room. I, I waved him down. I saw Haley walk down the hallway, and he didn't see me. Or he may have seen me out of his peripheral, but he pretended that he didn't, which was fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just couldn't even believe he was there. Like, for what reason? Anyway. I waved down Judy, he came in, and, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and so I showed him these binders, and he was flipping through these binders, and he's like, what do you mean you don't know what you're doing? This is perfect, and this is great, and so he was looking through, and I was showing him the different things that I had highlighted, and he was just like, great. He was like, you got two of these? Perfect. He was like, let me do all the talking, and I said, oh, Judy, to that. absolutely. <laughs> I will just <laughs> sit there and look pretty. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and so then Fritz came, and we all went into um, the courtroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know where he went? Because he didn't come into the courtroom right away. I don't we know. we went first in. Yeah, we went in. I assumed that he was already sitting in there. I thought so, too. But he wasn't in there. I don't know where he went. Anyway, yeah, it's fine. I just Who knows? Because I didn't see him then. Yeah. Until he came in. Anyway, so, um, so Judy, my lawyer... And I went and sat in the little, you know, at the table where, like, the plaintiff or whatever usually sits. And Fritz was sitting in, like, 
I don't know what that area is called. Like the like the, the watchers. The, yeah, the observers <laughs> or whatever. Like wherever the the general public can sit, and then um, and then Haley came in and sat down and. They made the uh, there was other people in there that was. They came in later on a little bit. But uh-huh. That was for the next. Like I think he was a part of another. Oh uh huh. They made him leave. So they made him leave and like oh, you gotta I didn't wait till next. I actually happened to know who who the people went because I went to. Go- this is the tea part of the day. I went to go check in, and um, so when you go to, like, for court cases, at least in our county, I don't know, um, they give, like, they give, it's like a block, right? Mm-hmm. They'll give everybody, like, a time, like, 2 o'clock, and yeah. then whoever checks in first, like, their court case goes first. Mm-hmm. So, but everybody, like, shows up at, like, 2 or whatever. Um, and so I happen to know who was after us, and it's pretty funny it's a pretty it's an lol situation it's Oof-da. yeah it's one of one of my friend's nephews Oof-da. <laughs> yeah i know because the guy like asked me he was like are you here for the next like mm-hmm. are you supposed to be in the next one uh-huh. and i was like no this is mine like, uh-huh. i'm not and yeah like, oh, okay then you can stay yeah I was like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah the judge took forever yeah, the judge took a while, and he eventually did come in, and we all had to stand up, and then we all sat down, or whatever. <sighs> and then what happened? Yeah. What was the first thing? I can't even remember. The first thing was, um, he made fun of your name. <laughs> he didn't make fun of it. Oh, but... yeah, he didn't know how to say my name. It's like... <laughs> I was pissed, though, because he didn't even say it. it was... I think what I was pissed at is that, like, he, like, kept stopping at, like, he kept stopping halfway through my name. Yeah, he kept stopping halfway through your name, and it was a vi- it was like kind of a slur, a little <laughs> bit. and it just like pissed me off because I was like, if yeah. you didn't know, just don't start, and yeah. then just ask. You can be like, yeah. I don't or, tr- wanna- or just try. Yeah, try or just be like, I don't want to butcher your name, and yeah, I would like to pronounce something. it right. So like, how do you say? Yeah, your name? and then even after I told him, he like he butchered it. Yeah, so it was like, yeah. Anyway, so I was pissed already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm used to that. Um, yeah, so yeah, so he came in and then, yeah, and then what happened? Did we just, like, get into it, basically? Um, yeah, he was, like, deciding who should go first, but then ended up with you going first since we had a lawyer, I guess. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when, like, the bind- binders came into play, and yeah. that was another frustrating piece for me, anyway, was uh-huh. the fact that, like, I mean, these took a lot of work and effort and time. yeah. yeah. And it would have been a lot easier. It would have made the courtroom run smoother, but instead the judge wanted to, like, have separate pieces. And so he yeah. had, like, chunks of the paper. But, like, yeah, it just made it take longer because then he couldn't, like, flip through it very nicely yeah. to get to where we were needing to go. Yeah. So, examples. like, my Judy, Judy was, like... She has this binder. It's organized really nicely. We have a copy for you. I'd prefer not to have to take it all apart. Can we just submit this whole binder as Exhibit A? Um, and and the judge was like, well, are you going to be referring to different parts of it? And he was like, well, yeah. And he's like, then you should submit those parts individually. So um, he, like, had to, like, take out, like, the, like, the screenshots section, which is, like, like I said previously, what is it, like, a hundred and... 20 pages or something yeah it's like 120 pages he takes that out and he has to put that in as like exhibit a whatever like that okay so yeah so i remember so basically what happened was that my lawyer was like 
he goes, do you agree that you and Charlie were in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And Haley said, yes. And then, and then Judy says, and you agree that you and Charlie ended that relationship? I don't know. Yeah, Haley goes, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't, I don't really have clarity on the status of our relationship or some bullshit like that. And Judy's like, okay, so, but you agree that, like, you guys are not, like, currently. I don't know. Yeah, he just didn't know, he said. And finally, Judy was like, well, okay, so you're here right now. What are yeah. you doing here? Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, and then he was like, do you agree that you used, you know, dozens of phone numbers to contact Charlie? And he was like, I don't know. And so, um, Judy was like, well, here, we've got a whole list right here. Mm -hmm. So he pulls out the list and he, you know, before you submit something into evidence, you have to show it to, um... You know the, the opposite party. The opposite party, right? And so he shows it to the to uh, Haley and is like, you know, does this look right? And Haley just glances at it and instead of being like, oh yeah, you're right, I did make like fifty different phone numbers to text her. He was like, yeah, you know, I was like in a really distressed mental state, and so like I don't really remember exactly very clearly like what was going on, and so, and so. Judy was like, but does this, does this, like, it could be you? And he was like, yeah, I guess. And so then he had to submit that separately into evidence, right? And then, you know, he does the same thing for, like, the Cash App accounts and the Instagram accounts and the Facebook accounts and the emails and all these different things, right? And then, um, and then he was like, and then he started going into, like, specifics, I think, of, like, the different dates, right? Yeah. And I don't remember, he didn't go through all of the ones that I had highlighted, which, like, I don't blame him, because, like, you don't have to. There are so many that you don't have to point to every single instance to, like, prove the fact that, like, I need a protection order. Yeah. Like, um, he, oh, oh, and then he was like, do you, do you agree that you have these, all of these other protective orders? And he was like, yeah, but I don't know how that's relevant. <laughs> I had a laugh. I didn't know. <laughs> In my head, I was. And, and, yeah, so... And so he didn't, he didn't like that we brought that up, I guess. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then that's when Judy started being like, okay, so, so basically what was happening was I was sitting at that little table, and then I would, like, point to on my, in my binder, like, on the, like, calendar kind of thing, I would point to, like, the date and, like, the thing that he did, and then he would be like, do you agree that you did this? And then mm. I would... Yeah, and he no, would, I don't, I don't, re- I don't remember that, I don't recall, and then I would flip to that page in the screenshots and pull out the screenshot, and then, and then Judy would be like, okay, well, on page 64, in the third screenshot, then the we had second pause paragraph for down, minutes. yes, yes, <laughs> and then we would have to wait while the judge flipped through his, his stack of papers, which luckily I had numbered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I numbered them, but he's still, you know, since it wasn't like, in a binder. Where yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not following. I can't find it. And so he'd be like, page 64, the third screenshot down, the second paragraph. Oh, I got, I got it, I got it, I got yeah. it. Yeah. And he would be like, you th- do you admit that you, like, threatened to, like, kill 
Miss Charlie mm-hmm. or whatever, and he'd be like, I guess I was just really distressed. I was in a really distressed mental state, blah, blah, blah. That was his excuse for everything. Yeah, and he first would, like, try to deny it a little bit, but then, like, Judy would be like, okay, well, we submitted this evidence. So, like, are you yeah. saying it's not you? And it's like, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. And then he would go into, like, yeah. just the... Yeah, cause, because the judge was like, well, we need to, like, verify that these are truly from Haley, and, um... It's too much. It was too much to look through. Yeah, and it was, like, too much to look through or whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah, so it was, like, so they basically were just, like, okay, but Haley is saying, like, yes, this was me, so then it was him. Yeah. You know, because I was, like, what do you need to do? Look through my phone? Look through his phone? But, no, they just needed him to be, like, oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so then he did that for, like, he did that for all these different instances where he, like, threatened to kill himself Mm -hmm. when he threatened to kill me, when he told me to kill myself. Um, he did that for the different times when he, like, showed up at my house, and, um, I don't know what else. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much much what was happening. I mean, because... you know, Judy would be like, okay, this is what we're going to go into. And he's like, well, I didn't threaten. Like, yeah, I'm, I didn't. I, most of it was I didn't all good. do that. And then he, and then Judy would be like, okay, but look. Here you go. Uh, you, here you go, right here. <laughs> yeah. And then, um. I don't think he expected us to, like. To, for you to come with all this, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he thought. I don't know either, but. <laughs> but he's a fucking dummy, is what he is. I just feel like by the time you've, you've gone through nine of these, you should know. Like, and, and even if the other victims didn't have this mm-hmm. much evidence in front of them, they were still granted their protective orders. Yeah. So. And he, well, I was annoyed. I mean, it was fine. But he, um, since he was at his own table with no other, like, he didn't bring a lawyer or anything, he got to stay at his table when it was his turn to be put on the stand. Yeah. Instead of going up there, and I was like, oh, I yeah. wish he had to go up there. Like, yeah. It's fine. But it was just like. Yeah. <laughs> he also kind of kept interrupting, like, trying to, like. <clears throat> do his side of the story yeah and the judge i mean judy did it too and then like two other police officers had to tell him like uh-uh not yeah yet. you can't yeah yeah because there there were the officers oh also there were multiple times when i would make eye contact with like the court recorder and she would give me this this look like oh my god yeah and i was like yeah i know i saw that yeah, and, like, and, and, you know, and Judy w- was, like, do you agree that on such and such date you you called Miss Charlie, like, this awful name? And he would read it, you know, and then, like, I would look at the, the recorder and, and she would be, like, shit, and I was, like, yeah. <laughs> and and that's something that I really appreciate about, about Judy is that, and I, I knew that he's like this, that he's, like, not afraid to say the thing, right? Yeah. So he's like, you called Charlie a fat, ugly cunt. Like, you called Charlie a, a nasty, disgusting little whore. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, say what he said. Because it's like, I, I want this judge up here to realize, to hear how shocking it is, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, yeah, it's disgusting to receive these kinds of messages. Um, and so, yeah, and, and he also brought up the times when, like, um... Haley like wrote bad reviews for the studio mm-hmm. and stuff and and all this different stuff and 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 um, Haley repeatedly tried to bring up the whole like thief thing yeah and and how like I had stolen money from him and stuff um, but every single time somebody would be like well that's not really relevant <laughs> yeah. You so, have to file that in small claims court. Yeah, now. the judge was like, if you if you want to pursue that, you would have to do that through small claims. Like, that's not pertinent 
Which is exactly the thing. I, I'm like, even if, like, okay, if I had just robbed him blind, mm-hmm. that still doesn't warrant somebody literally sending you multiple, like, death threats and, like, showing up to your house and threatening to show up to your house, threatening to send the police to your house, to nope. your place of work, to take your life from you, to expose you, to ruin your life. Like, those kinds of, like, it just doesn't warrant that. So, anyway. So, yeah. And then, um, after that, um, I had to take the stand. Mm-hmm. And, um... My um, lawyer, Judy, he basically, so I had to be sworn in, and he basically was like, do you, like, agree that all of these messages are from Haley? And I was like, yes. And, um, you know, what, do you you agree that, like, all of these um, texts, all these phone numbers, blah, 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 are Haley's? And I was like, yes. And then he was like, and... He asked you how how would you how could you confirm that and that's when you would also go like oh yeah 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 either he would outright say his name yeah or like, this is Haley yeah reference to some star like the money situation or like you left me blah 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 yeah blah. or like yeah reference our relationship <coughs> he would he would send pictures of us yeah from these different phone numbers yeah that, yeah um, yeah because they were like how do you know it was from him I was like unless I got more than one crazy psycho ex <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have very many exes to begin with. Yeah. And this is the only one that has talked to me after our breakup. Even my ex-husband. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, and then then he asked me to, like, describe the types of texts that I was receiving. And I was like, and I, too, is like, yeah, he would call me these kinds of names. And he would call me a bitch and call me, you know, a fat slut and, you know, a fucking arsler and different things like that and you know and I turned and looked and spoke to the judge and like looked directly in his eyes as I was calling myself a a fugly whore and you know he there was just like nothing there Mm -hmm. which like I guess you know he's a judge and so he's he's supposed to be impartial but I was just like I just knew like he just really doesn't understand what receiving these kinds of message like yeah, messages 24 hours a day for like two months three months straight almost at mm-hmm. this point really does to somebody um and so judy also asked like if if um if i i don't remember what he said like my emotional response or something like that and i was like you know i'm afraid i'm, I'm very paranoid like i don't know how far haley is willing to go and as i was saying that like i was like talking to haley and so haley too was staring at me with these dead oh, eyes yeah. these dead eyes and i was like i'm afraid and i don't know how far he's willing to go to get back at me to enact his revenge or you know if he will follow through with the threats that he's made and, um, you know, he asked, you know, what other measures I've taken since then. And I told him about how, you know, my mom, you know, purchased security cameras and, you know, these different kinds of things like that. So, yeah. I think that's pretty much all I talked about on the stand, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, he didn't have anything to say to you. Yeah, technically and then Haley, Haley did, chose not to cross-examine me. Yeah. Even though he was, like, wanting to when Judy was talking about yeah. things. Yeah, I was, was like, like ah! come on, bro, bring it. But like, he no. didn't. No, then he didn't. Um, yeah, and then, 
And then Fritz took the stand. Yep. I mean, I just kind of talked about, yeah, like, we never knew if his threats were going to be actualized or if they were just threats. And so, you know, I would stay and we'd make sure you'd get home safely. And, you know, and I was like, I don't ever want to take his threats lightly. Like, that's just not something I'm willing to do and nor will I ever do. So. Yeah. We stayed late when we had to and yeah. did the things we had to do to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something else that I had talked about, too, is, like, cause, like what extra measures I was, like, you know, Fritz would, um, like, escort me home a lot or escort me to work or stay late at my job to make sure I was okay and things like that. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> and he chose then not to cross-examine me either. Yeah. And he basically, like... I don't know. His his biggest defense was just like that he was like really emotionally emotionally distressed, and that I had stolen money from him. Yeah, he kind of just acted like he. I mean, obviously he wanted to act like he was the victim, but I mean, I think he acted dumb. Yeah, when he wasn't. Like I knew he wasn't, but like. Yeah, he was like purposefully acting like innocent. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like I don't know what I'm doing here. Why is this all happening? Like I'm, just. You know, little... You literally have nine of them, so I think you do know what's going on. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and then, um... I don't know if he said anything else after that. Um, no, he basically said... Well, when it was his turn, Mm -hmm. he just said that... He's like, I don't... I mean, I don't have any words to, like, help my case. And I'm not here to fight against it. Um, Oh, but but originally, like, right when, when the... The office, or when the judge was like, do you want to, um, I forget what the words are. Do you want to dispute this? And he said yes. He did want to dispute it. Until it came to his turn. Until it was his turn, and then he was like, I don't have any argument. Yeah, I'm I'm not here to, like, you know, stop, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, then why the fuck are you here? Yeah, yeah. And he, I don't know, again, he just went into the fact that, like, the thief, you stole, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And the judge again had to say, okay, that's not relevant. Yeah. And then... When the judge was deciding, that's when it got even more dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, um, so, and then, I guess, so Judy told me after, usually the judge, after all of that, has their own questions Oh. for everybody. Um, and so, uh, according to Judy, Judy was like, he actually made a decision really quickly. Because oh. he was like, I'm just going to go ahead and grant this. And he normally would have more questions for, like, the I people see. involved. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I was granted the protective order. And he said that, what he was like, you can't contact Charlie or attempt to make contact. Um, and then he said something. He was like, what if, I, if I'm trying to get my money back or something like that? Yeah. Something like that. And he was like, how can I do that? And then that's when the judge was like, you'll have to go to small claims. Yeah. There's court systems for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, and then, um, and then the judge was like, yeah, we'll go ahead and have the the bailiff escort you out. And so he was. That's when he interrupted, though. Because that's when Haley was like, well, I have a question. Oh, oh, you know what he did say? He was like, he was like, yeah, so I, I have a question because, like, don't I have 30 days yeah. to fight this? And the the judge was like, no, you were given, this was the hearing. Because, so Haley was acting even dumber. I don't yeah. know what he thinks. If he, 
I don't even know. I don't know if he was actually if he's actually this dumb or if he was just pretending to be dumb. I think he was just pretending. But to be like honest. you know, you're he was given the notice, and then thirty days after the notice is when the hearing was, and he was acting like the hearing was the notice, and mm-hmm. that in thirty more days he could it fight takes it. Place then. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like okay. And so then that's when he got escorted out or whatever. I don't remember. We went with J- uh, Judy. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And then we left. And then I saw him in, like, filing for, <clears throat> getting the papers to file for, like, a small claims court yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And we went outside, but I saw him outside of my eye as we walked out. Mm-hmm. And then as he left, there was an officer that wasn't, like, dressed. Like, they were Like undercom- a plain clothes yeah. officer. Yeah, and so that, that followed him to his vehicle then. Yeah. Yeah, because we were all standing outside. Yeah. Having a little laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I got margaritas with my mom. Yeah. Just like I did after I got a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I feel like my emotions were, like, really up in the air because, like, I was, like, definitely really, like, nervous. I had a lot of, like, adrenaline and I was, like, freaking out. And, but then, uh, that was, like, when I was alone. And then as soon as, like... As soon as Fritz was there and Judy was there, I felt so much better already. Mm-hmm. I was like, especially when Judy was like, just let me do, do all the talking. And I was like, okay, like he's going to handle this for me. Like, here's all the information. I can just be here. And like, I was like, I have somebody to advocate for me. Yeah. And that was just like a huge relief to me. So I'm like forever grateful um, that Judy decided to step in and was available. Um, and, um, and after the fact, you know, I was just like, I just, I couldn't believe he was there. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't believe he showed up. I can't believe he said all that stupid stuff. I don't understand what the point was of him showing up. He didn't have any real defense. So, yeah. It does make me wonder what would have happened if Judy wasn't there, how his demeanor would have changed. Mm. That's a good point, yeah. Because, like... Because he knew, I mean, he didn't... Oh. Hopefully he wouldn't have had a shot either way. I mean, yeah. hopefully the I don't think evidence would have. would have like been sufficed. But I wonder because you had a lawyer. Yeah. If he was like, well, damn, yeah. I really don't have a chance. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely think that I would have won either way. Yes, because, I think so too. Because but. of like like the clear instances, but yeah, I, I think that he would have probably tried to act differently. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was one time during the time uh, the judge was also like, because Haley was making a comment of like, it's just so much. I don't know. I can't do this. And the judge kind of sided with him of like, I mean, it is a lot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, dude, like he Haley brought this on himself. This is a lot for me. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, if he wants to go through every single one, we'll sit here and wait for him to go do that. If he wants to verify that, like, just say that. Yeah. As a judge, you can just be like, yeah, we'll wait for you to finish what you need to finish. Yeah. You want to go through, like, 1,200 something screenshots? Go ahead. I was pissed. Go ahead. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot because you're a dumbass. Like, come on, bro. (sighs) Anyway. I think at the end of it, I wish we could have, like, I mean, I feel like, yes, we did it, you know, but it was still, like, okay, well, 
how long is this going to last? And then right. what's after that? I right. think that's kind of was the... It, it, right. Like, I wish we could celebrate and feel finalized and like, woo! But we all yeah. knew the reality was... Yeah. Well, and, and two, <clears throat> I thought the next thing that was going to happen was that Haley was going to take me to small claims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was expecting a communication, like, any day now from Haley filing for um, a small claims, you know, suit or whatever. And I was like, so I was talking to Judy about like, well, wh- what should I do if I, if he does that, you know? And so, you know, we were preparing for this to not be my last communication yeah. with Haley. And we all kind of <coughs> knew that that was the case. And spoiler alert. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. But not in the way we were all thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess for me, like, I just, um, yeah, I'm just so, I'm so thankful that I have, um, enough people around me who, um, are able to, like, support me in the various ways that they do, because I think that I have so many different types of people around me that, like, everybody offers their own individual support in the best way that they can, um, and I'm very, very lucky to have that, and I feel very privileged in that, because I can only imagine his other victims who maybe didn't have, um, I mean, I mean, how many people have a lawyer as a friend who, like, who's, you know, law offices across the street from the courthouse? Not very many people, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, and further, that would be willing to drop what he's doing to, like, come and just, like, defend a friend, um, you know, and, and how many people have, um, you know, a mom that they can be honest with and like, who can be super supportive and who can be like, who can listen and, you know, offer emotional support and, you know, friends who can also like listen and show up and, you know, do whatever, um, you need. Like, I just think that, yeah, I'm super privileged to have all of that. And I also think (coughs) that, you know, I'm very privileged to be, like, really articulate and be pretty, like, fearless when it comes to, like, the system. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not afraid of navigating the system. I'm not afraid of advocating for myself. I'm not afraid of making cold calls. I'm not afraid of, like, you know, saying something happened and, like, I don't know how to write that, but I'm going to try to anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that is a privilege because lots of people don't have the ability to advocate for themselves in that way or um, are afraid to. And, and you know, I think that's totally valid. I mean, it, I, I don't like talking to the police. Um, that's, like, still something that's, f- like, a fear-inciting thing for me to, like, interact with the police as much as I had to. Um, but I also know that I'm protected because... Um, you know, I'm small and I look docile and, you know, I'm an Asian, which is not, I'm not white. Mm -hmm. White would be better, but I'm not black either. You know, I speak English. I'm a citizen. Um, you know, I can articulate my problems. Um, I have friends who are white who are willing to back me up, you know, um, those are all privileges that, um, I have come to appreciate even more in, in having to deal with the police and the court system on such a daily basis. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. No. Okay. Yeah. We had our first voice message. Oh. Yes. We had our first voice message. Thank you so fun. much. Yes. That was fantastic. 
Um, Yeah, they only give you a minute. (laughs) So you got to get it all in there. But you can leave as many voice messages as you want. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Charlie and Fritz. I just finished listening to the Bumble Fumble Part 2. I've been enjoying this series mainly just because it's full of tea and drama and that's always fun to listen to. Um, but I am very sorry that it was a real and that it happened to you, Charlie. And um, I'm sad that Haley doesn't get help. Um, and he just trauma dumped everything on you. I did wonder if you can kind of talk about how you dealt with your feelings or experiences throughout this whole time. And what it was like for you maybe even just on a deeper level if you want to go there I guess um also what would you recommend for people on the outside like Fritz um what was helpful for you um like if I were to experience somebody experiencing that Yeah, the first question was how you, Charlie, dealt with feelings or the experiences, um, even on a deeper level than I think if you wanted to go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I think that I touched a little bit on this in the last, um, episode, um, just kind of, like, I guess I talked more about, like, what, what I was actually feeling, you know, and, and as far as, you know, feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, um, like paranoid and, and afraid and anxious and on edge. And I guess the way that I dealt with that was like taking an active role um, in that, you know, I was like, this is happening and so I, I'm going to do what I can, like whatever's in my power um, to, to advocate for myself. Um, and, you know, at first I was really hesitant to do that because I was like, I don't want to like involve myself with, um, the police or involve Mm -hmm. myself with, um, this, the system or the courts or whatever. But, um, I remember having conversations with you, Fritz, at the beginning of like, you know, feeling like I have a responsibility to do this. And I know that you always were like, but you don't. Mm -hmm. Right. And Fritz was always like you only have a responsibility to yourself and you are only responsible for like making yourself feel safe and doing what like you are like feasibly able to do. And, um, I appreciated like, I appreciated that reminder, right. That I do have a choice here. Um, and that I was able to like step forward into like choosing to, um, actively advocate for myself because that was, what I wanted to do and what I could do and what I had the capacity to do. Um, and then, you know, like beyond that, like, I, I guess I just, um, you know, life goes on. And so unfortunately, like I had to kind of compartmentalize sometimes, mm-hmm. which I really like, I'm not a fan of like advising people to do that, but the reality is like, I still had to go to work and stuff. Um, and so I did still have to like separate my, like daily traumas from um my daily life if that makes sense um you had a big recital yeah yeah I had I had uh, yeah I mean we were in the middle of competition season you know this happened at a competition right started at a competition I had another competition after that I had another competition after that I had a recital 
I had to do all of these things and, you know, and I had to like be a person to all of these people. And so, um, the best thing that I could do was just like make sure that the people in my life were informed about what was happening. Um, you know, I made sure to share my location with like, um, additional friends. Um, you know, I, I already have my location shared, um, with my family and Fritz and some friends, but I shared it with some additional friends, you know, I updated my in case I go missing binder and, um, you know, did some journaling. I still haven't cried and I really wanted to cry the other day, Mm -hmm. but I like still have it. And so like, I'm just still kind of waiting for that emotional release. Um, it'll come. I'm, I know it'll come, but in the meantime, I'm just like, I am going to do what I can to like, be like in business mode I guess um and that's I realize is like a survival tactic yeah and not necessarily super healthy but um it's not because I'm trying to avoid the emotions it's I think it's just because um that's what I have to do right now yeah when your body feels safe I think yeah again I think it'll then release what yeah. it needs to release yeah I agree yeah and I'm like I'm ready and I'm like I'm excited for that because I feel that I need that like I feel that my body needs to like relax and to like cry and to grieve but I haven't quite gotten there yet um but that's okay you know (laughs) yeah yeah cool and then what was the, the next one yeah the second question what would you recommend for people supporting someone going through it yeah yeah so yeah I I had um like I said, like I have a, a large support system and, um, you know, everybody's response has, has been good and everybody's response is maybe a little bit different, but everybody has been good in that, you know, everybody affirms like, this is not okay. It is mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. It is not normal. Um, he is the crazy one. You are, you know, the the sane one you are the victim and that you do need to get out or I mean and you know for the most part (coughs) I mean I was already like out before the really crazy stuff happened so it was like you made the right choice in leaving you know or you made the right choice in filing for a protective order you made the right choice by going to the police and so um and then you know before going to the to the police before getting the protective order you know people were like you need to consider this and this, you know, and I will support you no matter what, and I will help you do these things. Mm -hmm. And so I think more than anything, um, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just really lucky because, um, everybody who has been able to support me has said like, you know, I am here with you and I agree with what you want to do. And I think that that's what you have to do. And I'm going to do it with you. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think I had talked previously about how Fritz was, like, um, helping me, like, stay accountable to my own boundaries, right? And how, you know, if I was like, this is this is not right, and Fritz was like, this isn't right, and that is a problem, right? And so um, having that, like, sounding board, because that's something that I, I really need is a sounding board, um, and I know that about myself as a six, like, I need everybody to hear me and to, like, reflect back to me the things that I'm saying. Um, so, um, to, just to have Fritz be like, yeah, that's not okay. Um, and then, too, in sometimes when, you know, like, I was just so overwhelmed that, and I was getting these, I was being inundated with these threats constantly. And I kind of would forget how bad they were, mm-hmm. right? So, it, I would be like, 
he said that he was going to follow me home today or that he was going to be waiting for me at my house. And, like, my emotional and, like, mental response to that was, like, kind of dulled because it was happening 24-7. Yeah. But then the people around me, be it my mom, my brother, Fritz, they would be like, that is not okay and I'm going to protect you. Like, I'm going to be there with you and I'm going to, like, I, I'm verifying for you that this is a scary thing. Um, and not in a way that they were, like, trying to make me make me scared, you know, but, like, um, kind of, like, sharing that burden with me because it was too hard for me to, to exist in that state 24-7. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, after a certain point, I was like, oh, he says these kinds of things every day. And it's just, like, this is just part of my daily life. Um, but to have Fritz be like, okay, no, like, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you home. Yeah, in that way, I didn't necessarily, like, I think for most times I would... <clears throat> not necessarily check my opinion, but just be like, okay, what do I know about Charlie and what sh- she needs versus mm-hmm. like what I would just like want to tell you to do or what. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm not at, I'm not getting these. So I knew like my emotional response is going to be different than someone who's like constantly getting stuff like mm-hmm, this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but when it did come to like that stuff, I didn't necessarily give you the option of like, right. what should I do? It was like, Oh, I'd, I'm coming. Like, no matter yeah. what you're going to do, I don't care. Yeah. I'm coming with you, and yeah. I'm making sure that whatever happens is done with someone else and yeah. not just by yourself. Yeah. And so, I think, too, with some, with a question like this, I think I think most, I think even my sister would know this. It's, like, it is hard because it's, like, it's based on the situation and the right. person. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and as someone who, you know, tried to be there to support you in it. It mm-hmm. was, like, it's that balance of, like, look, I can see some red flags, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to, like, single out too many of them just because I didn't want you to shut down and then feel like what's... Yeah. I kind of push, like, sometimes, especially, like, another sister of mine, we would talk about just, two of, like, people who experience stuff like this uh-huh. tend to push back, like... Yeah. retreat if yeah. there's too much of like well that's wrong and that's wrong and that's right, wrong and that's right, wrong and that's right. like and there wasn't like I was there wasn't that many that I was actually like oh this is but when you would bring that stuff up and it's like okay yeah yeah that's really not good yeah yeah <laughs> we what what is your I would try to just like hey, what's your plan right. what do you want to do right about yeah it? yeah instead of trying to like Tell you me. need to do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it still felt like the ball was in your court, and yeah. I would be there to support you. Obviously, I had my opinions on what I would want you to do, but right. it's not, at the end of the day, it didn't right. matter f- for me. It was right. just like, okay, Charlie, what? This isn't good. What? Right. What do you want? To yeah, do yeah. About it. And yeah, and I I noticed how intentional you were about that. Being like, you can whatever you say, I'm going to support you. But like, what is your response here? And like basing your response, like your Fritz's response mm-hmm. on my Charlie's like decision. And you do that a lot in like lots of different circumstances too, not just specifically with this, but. And that's something that I really appreciate because, um, you know, instead of having like an emotional reaction, you're able to kind of be like, I'm going to, I'm going to like react in support. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. And, and yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think like these kinds of situations are like so unique to the individual and yet so common yeah right they happen so often um 
And, and so, so one of the things that I, like the other day I was writing down, like, what are some things that I've learned through this situation? Mm -hmm. And one of those things is that like, if I'm afraid to say something that happened, that is a, like, that's a red flag that I, I have to say that thing. Right. And so my, like, because my initial response is to want to like, I don't want to look bad. Right. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to appear to be like a weak person or I don't want to like appear to be a victim right which is so stupid right like we there should be no shame behind those things because like, you couldn't control that <laughs> yeah I can't control that right and and it's not and and like me being with this person who uh is abusive is not something that I asked for yeah and um and even if I consented to be in this relationship, which I did, yeah. that doesn't reflect badly on me right? no it reflects badly on the person the yeah the abuser right? yeah so, you know, when it came down to it, when it was like, when he was sending me these things, my initial response was like, like, I, I didn't, I was like, I want to keep this to myself because I've, I'm embarrassed that my so-called partner is saying these things. But as soon as I realized that that was what, what like my like emotional reaction was, like, I want to hide this. I was like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't hide this. This is like, this is, this is beyond bad. And so I need to speak this thing so that I know that people know that this is happening and whatever happens going forward from now these people know that this is what's happening, um, you know, because, you know, a week later, two weeks later, you know, I was like sad. I was yeah. like, man, it, it sucks to not have a person. Um, but I knew that I had already said the things that I needed to say so that Fritz would be like, hey, do you remember when he called you these things? Do you remember when he said he was going to go to the police? Um, you know, in case I ever was like, oh, you know what? Never mind. I want to be with him. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thankful that I never really got to that, that place because I knew that there was no feasible way that I could ever be with him. But for a minute, I did think like maybe we could just like have no animosity. Maybe we could just like move forward and just like just let everything go. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of wish that could have happened, but pff, whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just, I guess my advice, if you find yourself in a position where you are witnessing or being a part of, um, you're a part of somebody's life who is going through this kind of a situation, who is <laughs> a victim of stalking or harassment or whatever, is just like be present and be receptive and, um, be willing to meet them where they are. Which is a lot harder said than done. Or mm-hmm. Harder done. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, just, I mean, I think everyone's different, like you said. And mm-hmm. just the, it's the sounding board. I think just knowing that someone will have your back. Yeah. And I think that it would have been a lot harder if I was the type of person that, like, if I was, like, very secretive you yeah know? like if I was like if I gave into that shame because and, and that's kind of what I did with my marriage right mm-hmm. it was like I felt so much shame about the way that my the state of my relationship and the way that I was being treated and also the way that I was treating my spouse that I didn't say any of those things and so nobody knew that there were these like toxic cyclical behaviors going on in my relationship and that's why everybody thought that we were okay um, and so I learned from that that, like, I need to say the thing, mm-hmm. right? And I learned from this that if I am afraid to say the thing, I really need to say the thing, you know? Um, it's definitely a hard per person, I think, too. Just, yeah, because it's like, I'm, you can't pry someone open. Yeah. You can't, like, right. 
you know, whatever, whatever you said to me, I just took it as face value. And right. then I was hoping that trust would grow yeah. with that. Because yeah. then it's like, okay, yeah, I believe you in that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And hopefully you feel safe enough to then, when time comes, to open up more if you need yeah. to or whatever. So, like... Yeah. I, yeah, don't... Also, as a person who support, if, you know, stuff happens, you can't beat yourself up. It's like, you can only... You can only do so much, mm-hmm. but you can also be there to support the person. Mm-hmm. Right. But they still get a say of what their life and, is. And that's that's another thing, too. Like, I mean, like, I, I had other friends who wanted to, like, jump jump in and give, like, very specific advice. Or, you know, say, like, oh, well, I could I can do this. Or I can, I can talk to this person for you. Um, and I didn't like that because I was like, no, I'm a victim and I want to feel in control. Mm-hmm. And I have the power to, to, like, make all of these things happen for me. Like, I, I have enough connections myself. I have enough support myself. I don't need you to step outside and defend me because I want to and am capable of defending myself. So, um, you know, I just for me personally, yeah. I preferred somebody to, to just listen and be like, yeah, y- you wanting to do that thing is the thing that you should do because that's yeah. what you want to do instead of being like, you know, instead of Fritz being like, I'm going to call the police yeah. or like, I'm going to call the prosecutor. I'm going to do this or, or I know so-and-so and he can get this done for you. Yeah. And someone else may absolutely want that. Right. Exactly. And that's when it's like, hey, I can right. be here to support you. I can also do this. Right. Yeah. Which what, well, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, and I think that that's a super valid question to just be like, what do you need from me? Or mm-hmm. what do you want from me? Um, because, like, even, even like, me right now saying that question aloud gives me a sense of ease. To Like, if somebody were able to say that to me, just to know that, like, somebody is actually willing to listen and do the actual thing that I need instead of what they think I need, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, those were good questions. Yeah, yeah, so thank you for submitting those. Um, if you have any more, don't worry, the series is not over. <laughs> it's not funny. Not um, funny. It's not funny, but it is. Uh, yeah. Um, I will say, so I um, just finished watching um, the Netflix series um, I Am a Stalker. Mm-hmm. And um, I had seen it, like, on my feed, and I was like, I shouldn't watch that. That's probably going to be triggering. But I was just like, I'm just going to do it, right? And so I started watching it, and I found it to be extremely affirming. Mm. It was very good for me because um, to watch all of these people have, the, like, similar stories and saying the same things as me. Um, and, of course, like, these stories are all different. And they're all to, like, varying degrees of violence and, yeah. and um, intensity. Um, but um, it made me feel... Like, I think at the end of the day, like, there needs to be a larger definition of what, like, this specific type of, like, harassment and abuse is. And hearing all of these different stories made me be like, yes, mine fits within this Mm -hmm. umbrella. Because it's not quite domestic abuse, right? It's not quite, like, I don't know. It just feels like it's different because it's, like... It's this specific person, and he's not sitting outside with, like, binoculars watching me. He's not taking creepy photos of me. Yeah. But he is harassing me. He is stalking me. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I recommend watching that if you um, want to know more about what it's like. <laughs> um, or if you just like true crime, because, yeah, it was pretty interesting. 
So yeah. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. For cool. this episode, For yeah. this episode, yeah. So, um, and we will be back next week with I guess the next part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't end. It never ends. Anyway, so thanks for listening. Let us know if you have any more questions or if you have any experiences that are similar. Um, yeah. I'm Charlie. And I'm Fritz. And this is Chala. <laughs> Can you hear him purr? <laughs> um, and... We'll see you next time. Cool. Bye. Bye! Or somebody you know is struggling with domestic violence, um, please be sure to reach out to somebody, but you can also call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233, or you can text the word SMART to 88788. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye!